0: Welcome to part two of the series that we are calling Beyond Survival. Now, so many of us financially, we're just, we have just been trying to survive. And so today, we are talking, we're going to be talking about how to master your money and not let your money master you. Now, when you say the word money at the beginning of a sermon, that makes people nervous. So see, it's really quiet, We don't have any problem talking about money. We're a generous church. Uh, We talk about generosity and giving every week and what that means for you, for me, a relationship with God. But you can relax today if that makes you nervous because we're not talking about giving today. What we're talking about is how to master your money so that your money doesn't actually master you. And I believe that this is very, very important for all of us because Just to be honest, most of us are not strangers to financial issues. The truth is, four or five adults here in America have been affected and phased by financial insecurity, hardship at some point in their life, meaning that at least 80% of us here have had some type of concern and maybe even anxiety about money in our life. And so, if that's the truth, then this is a super important subject, And a lot of times we can actually look at other people and we think they've got it all together. It can really look like they're doing really good. You know, they can have a nice car, a nice house, nice clothes. But what we don't know about is the debt issues many times that are overwhelming. And a lot of times, even when we get to a point where we feel secure or maybe even financially free at times, there still can be worry that is this permanent? Am I going to be able to keep it? And so last week, we went through four money myths that we want to understand that are actually myths they are false about money. And in going through those, we actually discovered that we were created to be fruitful, multiply, and have dominion. We find that out in the Bible. If you didn't hear that message, I want to encourage you, go back to YouTube, the website, the Church Center app, and check out that first message there. But today, we're going to start out with our theme verse Okay, 2 Corinthians 9, eight And this week, I want to look at it in a different translation in the NIV. And it says, and God is able to bless you abundantly. So God does want to bless you abundantly. However, there is a so that. God wants to bless you and I abundantly so that in all things, so that's in everything in our life, at all times, having everything that you need, and here comes the so that, so that you will abound in every good work. So God wants to bless you abundantly so that you can have everything that you need, not just to do good works, but also to abound in them, to actually abound in those good works. So today, we're going to actually talk about how to do that by mastering our money and not letting our money master us through the bible truth is money can be dangerous now we learned last week that money is not evil it's simply a tool but like most useful tools anybody have useful tools well you can use tools for all kinds of good things however there are tools that if you don't respect it or if you misuse it it can actually be dangerous you could hurt yourself And our money as a tool, if it's not respected, if it's misused, it can turn into what the Bible calls mammon. Now, that's not a normal word we use in our our language, but Jesus used it. So let's look at what he said about it. He said, nobody can serve two masters. And then here's why. We're going to get to why in just a second or who those two masters are in just a minute. But he says, for he'll either hate the one and love the other, or else he'll be loyal to one and despise the other. And then he says this, here are the two masters. You cannot serve God and this word mammon. And so he pits these two against each other when he's talking about money. And so what is mammon? All right, so let's dig in a little bit. The original Greek word here, it simply means a treasure or riches, that are personified. It ends up with a personality, and so it's saying that money can take on a certain personality, and be opposed to God. Some people even call mammon a spirit, but at the very least, it is this personified or personality of riches that specifically is opposed to God. So this is so it is a type of money that is opposed to God. It is a desire to pursue wealth as its own goal so say it like this if you're pursuing wealth and the very desire of your pursuit is just the wealth itself that's where we get into trouble that is mammon it's wealth for wealth's sake okay so in other words if there's no purpose for for the success that we pursue or a provision that we pursue other than that success and that wealth itself it actually becomes this word mammon. And Jesus talked about mammon that it is in direct contrast or opposition to God. And if you serve God, you're not gonna pursue wealth for wealth's sake. And if you pursue wealth for wealth's sake, you're not gonna be able to pursue God. So you might say, man, I'm not pursuing wealth. I'm just pursuing paying my bills on time. Well, here's the bill. I mean, here's the deal. If paying your bills is the whole of your pursuit, you're on a slippery slope to mammon and your money being mammon because it's not for a purpose other than your own survival. However, if you're pursuing something beyond your own survival, paying your bills or, or that next thing that you want to get, and you're pursuing a purpose in the kingdom of God and paying your bills and maybe even being debt-free is a step along the way, you're okay. But if the, your only purpose is just paying your bills and survive, you're going to have a hard time. And if you get the provision and more than enough beyond paying your own bills, watch this. You've already trained yourself at that point that it's just provision for provision's sake because it was survival for survival's sake. And then it will turn wealth into wealth for wealth's sake if you're successful instead of wealth or provision for the kingdom's sake. All right? So we have to be careful that we have a vision beyond ourselves, beyond just survival, because that's actually the core of, of Christianity, is that we have a vision in and of our life that's bigger than, our, than us, bigger than our desires. It's, it's okay wanting things. I want things. But that's where we get off sometimes, is that, look, it's, there's nothing wrong with wanting things. What's the purpose behind the desire? is there any purpose behind that desire well if it's not well then that's where money becomes what jesus called mammon so i want to talk with you about what does mammon do to us all right if we have mammon in our life number one is that mammon's device is deception this is how mammon works it deceives when it comes to money the enemy wants to deceive you so that you get pulled into mammon's fear because that's where it works, is in self-centeredness. And I wonder, sometimes some of us are not seeing everything God promised us because we're actually, we've been deceived by mammon. Did you know when you're deceived, you don't know it? like, this isn't a problem for me, Micah, but if you're deceived, you don't know you're deceived, otherwise you wouldn't be deceived. You should write that down, that's rocket science. We've got to make sure that we keep God at the center of who we are, even all along the way. And because this deception will cause us to believe that, hey, it's okay for a while just to focus on me and my own provision. And when I have enough later, then it'll be about the kingdom. And now I'm not saying that you don't save or you don't pay your bills so that you can give into the kingdom. I'm I'm trying to get you to think and pursue beyond just paying your bills, that there's a purpose beyond that. Otherwise, we get into this deception that causes us to believe, hey, it's okay for a while for me to just to, to think about me and my, my provision and, and for me to get my head above water. And the problem is that we start following the money instead of the purpose behind it. Over the years, I've seen people with, with wealth actually get messed up and lose their focus because it's actually difficult to handle a lot of wealth and not give in to the deception of that wealth. That's why Jesus actually warned us about it. Money's not evil, but you got to be careful with it. Because we have to make sure that we have a purpose. I believe that it's possible to to handle wealth. I think it's okay for you to pursue that. But here's the thing is you got to be careful with it. Because I think we as humans, we need three things we need provision, we need value, and security people, uh, there is nothing wrong with you providing for yourself and your family. You should do that. Value that I could be something, that I am somebody, that I value myself or I'm valued by people around me. That's important. And then security. It's okay. I got something squirreled away. I've got an emergency fund. I got security. All these are good things and you should have all these things. But here's how the enemy twists it. He says, hey, I'll give you this this is what Mammon does. I'll give you all these things if you'll focus on these three things. And if Mammon says, if you chase me, if you chase these and make these your priority, you'll, you know, that you've got to you've got to provide. And not only that, but you got security, you got a little extra. You, there's a storm or two, you got security, and then people value me. Look, you should want all these things. The trouble is. If all of this is your only desire and your only focus is this provision, this success, this value, this security, you're in trouble. It's an empty pursuit. If we start focusing on this as a core reason for us to succeed, we end up with the spirit of mammon. Even being debt-free. I want to be debt-free. I want the ministry to be debt-free. But if the only reason that I want to be debt-free is to be debt-free itself... Spirit of mammon. The question is, what's on the other side of debt-free? What's on the other side of wealth? What's on the other side of just paying my bills, Micah? The thing is, is that people can, we can all make short-sighted decisions financially when the only thing that, my only goal is that next step. Pay off that bill. Get to this place financially. And it's never the kingdom of God. There's never any purpose on the other side of it. I'm just talking about the way you see things. Because if we don't see it this way, we can be deceived. In fact, Jesus says this. He says, if you're not faithful with mammon, he uses the word again, who's going to give you true riches? In other words, if we can't keep from being deceived by the pursuit of money, even for justified things, if we can't be faithful with just that, who's going to give us the true riches? What God's real will is for us. Mammon tries to deceive you into thinking about only your own provision and your own security and your own value instead of actually focusing on, get this, your purpose. Your purpose. Now, something else about mammon is mammon loves to be worshipped. What you worship is where your priorities lie. And we can't allow this deception to lead us then into worshiping money. Because mammon's goal is worship. Remember, there was a rich young ruler that came to Jesus and he says, I've got all this stuff, but Jesus, I want you more than anything. And he saw the spirit of mammon on him. And he said, look, it's not that you got money, it's that that money's got you. I want you to sell everything you've got and come follow me. And he couldn't do it. Jesus was flushing out the spirit of mammon. He didn't ask everybody to do that. And so we can't ever let our future, our success, any kind of pursuit stand in front of what God has for us. Because mammon's goal is deception, and then it loves to be worshipped. And thirdly, mammon wants to control you. The third thing about this personified money is that he not only wants to deceive you and bring you to worship it, but he wants to control your life. It wants to control your life. Jesus said this as well in Luke 16. He said, he who is faithful in what is least is faithful in much, and he who is unjust in what is least is also unjust in much. It wants to control you. It wants to bring fear into you. It offers security, a quick gain, but at the end of it, there is something that wants to control you. And that's why we read in Luke 16 that nobody, not even one of us, can serve these two masters, God or mammon. You're going to despise one or you're going to be loyal to the other. And you cannot be loyal to mammon and also be loyal to God. So I look at that and I just say, man, God, I don't want... To have two owners i don't want to have two controllers in my life and so i've got to realize that if i don't surrender all of my resource if i don't surrender it to god for his purposes it will actually control me money will master me Now, it doesn't necessarily mean you give it all away it just means is it available for god's use if he touches your heart that's all it means and then I'm not controlled by the very thing that was supposed to be a blessing to me. It's all about trust and what God can do inside of us. It's all about his purpose for our life. And that's why we gotta keep our focus on God and his purpose in our life. And his provision is only a tool in our hands and it, listen, it doesn't control us. So you might ask, well, my God, so how do i make sure that so we have money how do i make sure that my money doesn't control me and how do i stay away from my money becoming mammon i think that first of all there's one thing we have to understand to start out with and you can say it this way and this is the thing that I, if you don't go home with anything else today remember this that provision without purpose is poison See, this is where we get in trouble into the, in the church and teaching on success and, and even prosperity is we've left out purpose on the other side of it. Because provision, God's provision, without any kind of purpose in your life is poison. It, it will poison you. In other words, it becomes mammon. There's nothing wrong with being successful. I want to be successful. But here's the question, why? Is it success for success's sake? Then there might be a problem you want your business to grow why what's the purpose behind it what's the kingdom purpose behind it and this not only applies to the pursuit of wealth the pursuit of wealth is not bad if it has purpose in the kingdom it is when you the purpose of the pursuit of money is the purpose in and of itself that's when we get into trouble because provision without purpose is poison And so to help us kind of dig into this a little bit, I want to share some things with you that may help you understand this even better. Number one, God is purposeful. He's deliberate, he's detailed. Everything he does actually has purpose. He is not Bruce Almighty, where he's just answering prayer requests willy-nilly. That's not God, all right? He actually, he has high definition plans. He knows exactly what he's doing. Now, he does have the element of surprise, but one of the things about God is he's still definite. He's planned, and, and this is important that you understand everything he does has purpose. Did you know that when God created you, he was deliberate? You weren't an accident. He was deliberate, intentional, and when you understand that, it, you understand that your life is about his plan. Look at Isaiah chapter 46. God says, I am God, and you ain't him and there is no other I am God and there is none like me he says it twice he wants us to understand that and he says I declare the end from the beginning and from the ancient times things that are not yet done there is a plan he declares the beginning from the end because he is the beginning and the end with God it all begins and it all ends He declares the end from the beginning. In other words, there is a plan. There is a purpose for everything. I love that, that God is working through a plan. And watch this, your life is about that plan and that purpose. God's omnipresent, it means he's everywhere. But he's not just everywhere, he's every as well. He's in the past, he's here, and he's in the future all at the same time. When it comes to my human understanding it's absolutely baffling when i try to think about that just to understand god is everywhere and he's every he could be in the past he could be here and he could be in the future all at the same time but if you ever doubt your future in jesus you got to understand that you serve a god that's already in that future there was a plan he's there he's here even when it comes to your birth the Bible says he knew of you even before the foundations of the earth. He knew of you. You have a purpose. You want to, head, you want to, you want to have a God-given future? Stay Christ-centered. but Because that means that you're headed toward a God who's already in your future. God is working in your life for a purpose. And this is why it's so important that no matter what area of our life, including finances, that we keep our eye on the purpose that he gave us, that there is kingdom purpose. And here's the thing. When you understand that, that provision without purpose is poison, you've got to understand that you were born with a purpose as well. You were born with a purpose. 2 Timothy says God has saved us, but he also called us. How many times do we live saved but forget to live called? Like you have a purpose, like there's a reason for you. It says that he called us with a holy calling, not according to our works and what we want to do, but according to his purpose and grace. God saves us, but he also calls us with his purpose in mind. Wow, you're called. And i love the and grace part here because here's what that means that means that god also resources us to fulfill that calling he graces us to actually fulfill his purpose you see we have purpose whether we know what it is or not we have to live our lives just just do this even if you don't know it live your life as though you have a purpose and your resources and your purpose then becomes about God and not you. If it's about you, it becomes mammon and your money then masters you. When you have purpose, your relationships are different. When you don't have purpose, depression comes on and when you have, when you have, when you have purpose, you go to work with a purpose. You, you run your business with a person or with a purpose and it can't just be success or wealth. It has to have a God purpose to it. Even for those of you that go to school, What's the purpose? What is the God-given purpose for you in that education? Hopefully, we raise our children with with purpose. Hopefully, it's not just about getting them out of the house without any kind of tragedy going on. That we do it intentionally. And we gotta live our life with purpose and intentionality, and that includes my finances and your finances. Okay, provision and success without any purpose is what? What? poison it's mammon and so here's the thing when we realize that there is a purpose in our life and God then God graces us and resources us to fulfill that calling and that purpose then you walk into your life and you walk through your life with a different just a whole different mindset but if it's all about me just paying my bills or, or those kind of things, then I, my money and my resources end up controlling me instead of me controlling it. It's, it doesn't become a tool, it becomes a master, and money is a horrible, horrible master. The purpose is what repels mammon in my life and control in my life. Jesus says, if you serve mammon, you can't serve God. And I wanna do everything that I can to actually repel mammon in my life. And I do that by keeping my eyes on purpose of money, kingdom purpose. Watch this. Jeremiah says, going on with purpose, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctify you. In other words, I set you apart with a special purpose. And I ordained you as a prophet to the nation or a spokesperson to the world. Isn't that cool? That you weren't an accident, there was purpose in your own being. If I just walked around every day just realizing God doesn't make a mistake, it wasn't haphazard, it was, I was planned with a purpose, Re- regardless of your of what happened and, and how you were born, you were not a mistake. God knew before you were ever here and he planned. Your life. You have to live, I have to live in a life of purpose. And the second that we forget our purpose, every area of our life begins to unravel, and especially our finances, because it begins to then master us. We're not just lost, we're mastered. You've got to know that you are a person and your life has destiny. Do you know outside of Jesus, sometimes people think destiny, it's just inevitability. Right? It's just what's going to happen. It's fate. You know, it's just where we end up. And it's usually de- negative. It's like, oh, well, that's just destiny, I guess. But you know, when you follow Jesus, see, destiny is not inevitability. It's not just fate. It's not just where you end up. In Jesus, destiny means that there is a reason that you breathe, that your life has a purpose to it, and that's why you exist, So God has given us destiny and purpose and that purpose has to be in the forefront of everything that I pursue and that keeps my money from actually mastering me. It keeps it from turning into mammon when I realize that I have a purpose and a destiny and everything that's given to me is given to me with purpose. So as I wanna look at another scripture in Jeremiah 17, says blessed is the man who trusts in the lord at the person who who trusts in the lord but also whose hope is in the lord say well micah i mean money can come money can go in fact paul said whatever state i'm in i'm content if i got money i don't gotta excuse it but when i don't have it that's okay too because my trust is in the lord and my purpose is beyond just my provision And then it goes on and says, for he who trusts in the Lord, and it gets real poetic, it's beautiful. For he who trusts in the Lord is like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when the heat comes. Doesn't mean that you'll never have heat. It just means when the heat comes, here's what happens. Remember, you're that tree by the the river and your leaf will not be green or will be green. And you will not be anxious in the year of the drought. You know, they're predicting a financial drought. How many of us want our, green, our leaf to be green in the middle of that? We gotta trust God. And that we do that by putting our purpose first. And then in verse 10, he puts a bow on everything. I, the Lord, I search your heart. He's not impressed by our actions. He's looking at our heart. And not only our heart, I will test your mind. How are you thinking about things? That's why there's so much hope for us. Because no matter what is happening outside of you in our economy or a country, it's a heart issue. You fix your heart, God can take care of you. But you have bad roots, you're gonna have bad fruits. It rhymed. It says I test the heart or, I search the heart, I test the mind, to even to give to every man according to his ways. Then he talks about the actions, but he starts with the heart. And then he goes to the actions. And I can't tell you how important your heart is when dealing with money. We're talking about a mindset. Look, you may not do anything different with your money after today. But I want you to think differently. What's my purpose? This may inspire you to do something different as far as money. And you may be like, no, I'm doing all the right things. But I'm not thinking beyond the provision i'm not thinking beyond just surviving i'm not thinking beyond just being able to provide for my family or or gain, being successful you might say look my god i don't even have a lot of money so i mean i i can't give toward you know any kind of offerings i can't help any anybody i'm not in a position to even like bring the tithe financially i want to tell you a secret that most preachers will not tell you about the tithe all right it's a secret don't tell anybody God doesn't need your money. He paves his streets with gold. And if he wants this church to do something, he's going to fund it whether you tithe or not. However, he chooses to fund it through us, not because he needs your money. He wants your heart. He wants to make sure that the purpose in your heart is so much bigger than your survival or the pursuit of wealth. Everybody's all up in the air about the tithe. Is it New Testament? Is it Old Testament? Are you really under a curse if you don't tithe? Forget all that. The bottom line is just simply this. Look, if you don't tithe here at Living Word, God's going to provide. I'm not sweating that. That's why we don't twist your arm for money or or anything like that. The whole purpose of the tithe is simply, he, he put the tithe into place and it was simply this. How much do you trust me? Does mammon have your heart or do my purposes have your heart? If you trust me, I'll make the 90% last longer than the 100% would have gone anyway. And look, it's n- we're going to do ministry anyway. By the way, the tithe is just 10% of, the in- of your income that's given to the local church. That's all it is. But more than that, it's to determine, do we really trust him with the purposes that he's placed on the inside of him? That's all it is. Like, It's great to know you met a need. That's fun, isn't it? But here's the thing. It's not that the needs needed you. Sometimes it's that we needed the needs, which was God's purpose for our life, to be able to look beyond our survival and our provision. See, your provision, without that purpose on the other side of it, it will poison you. It will leave you dry and empty every single time. Climbing the ladder for the ladder's sake will leave you empty every time. So think beyond the maintenance of the life that you've created. And just ask yourself, what's my purpose? Why am I here? What am I here to do? In every area of my life, am I generous with little so that God would entrust me with much? It doesn't even necessarily mean offerings in a church. What about that coworker at work that you know is struggling? Maybe they open their drawer at work and they find an extra 20 or an extra 100 because you have purpose. Maybe you tell them, maybe you don't. Maybe you just sneak a peek over the cubicle as they open the drawer and see their face and realize, God used me. I have a purpose. So I just wanna encourage you today to just know, just like we learned last week, that we we were created to have more than enough to help other people, to be fruitful, multiply and have dominion. But also we have to remember that God's provision in our life, if we don't treat it with purpose, It can be poison and therefore it turns to mammon and you can't serve god and mammon you're going to love one and you're going to hate the other or vice versa so i want to encourage you just make sure that all god's provision in your life is for a purpose and if you can do that money will not master you but you will be able to master your money and the blessings that he gives you and then you can financially live beyond survival would you stand with me